On today's episode, I'll go over the best players from the last matchup, recent injuries and recoveries, and streamers for the week ahead. Plus, I'll give you some under-the-radar players that you should be adding to your team for your playoff runs. That's today on Fastball Fantasy Baseball. This is Fastball Fantasy Baseball with Taylor Tarter and Matt Kirk. Let's get into it. Here are your best players from matchup number 20. So just a heads up, this is me flying solo today. Uh, so I'm going to go over some of this stuff myself today. Uh, but uh, our best hitter, you can argue that he wasn't the best hitter. Uh, and and maybe one or two of the honorable mention guys probably had a better week, but I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about this player because some of the other players that I'm going to mention as honorable mention, uh, we've talked about a lot, and they're kind of in the conversations for you know some <laughs> of like the best players in baseball. So uh, my best hitter for this week is, for the last week, is Baltimore first base outfielder Ryan Mountcastle, who went 300. He batted 300 last week with four runs, three homers, and seven RBI. And so kind of looking at his what he's been doing this year, his batting average is a few points down from last season. And you'll see that the, the BABIP is down as well. But what you'll also notice is a lower line drive rate than last year. So I actually kind of buy the dip, but, you know, it's not that much. He has made improvements, though, in some areas like his strikeout rate, his barrel rate, his hard hit rate, his contact rate, and his swinging strike rate. And so his barrel rate jumped from 11.8% last year to 14% this year, and his uh, his barrel rate is ninth overall, which is fourth among first basemen. And his hard hit rate jumped from 39.7% to 45.4%, which is ninth best among first basemen. And that's ahead of guys like Christian Walker, Reese Hoskins, CJ Crone, who are demolishing the baseball. One thing to note is he's on a, a bit of a slower pace for home runs than he was on last season. And that's because his home run to fly ball rate right now is 3% lower than his career average. His launch angle is right in the sweet spot. His uh, It's like a degree lower than than it was last season, less than a degree lower, but it's, 50, it's in the 15%, 15 point something. Uh, but that's like the sweet spot for home runs. So... My expectation is he'll probably catch up on some on some of those home runs on the on, on maybe like missing home runs uh, over the next couple of weeks. So some honorable mention hitters. Uh, you could argue that these guys probably should have been gone over. But again, you know, we talk about these guys all the time. Atlanta third baseman Austin Riley batted 304 with five runs, four homers and five RBI last week. Yankees outfielder Aaron Judge batted 450, six runs, four homers, six RBI, and a stolen base. 
Seattle first base, second base, Ty France actually had a pretty good week. He batted 346 with five runs, three homers, and seven RBI. And St. Louis infield outfield utility man Tommy Edmond batted 440 with five runs, three homers, and seven RBI. And as far as the best pitcher, I think there's like no question about this. Atlanta's starting pitcher Spencer Strider had an incredible game last week. Eight innings pitched, two hits, none earned, no walks, 16 strikeouts. He earned a quality start and a win, a zero ERA, and a .25 whip. So looking at what he's done this season, he has thrown 114 innings. He pitched 96 across the minors last season. So is he, like, topping out here? Do they feel like this is, you know... A good, a good mark for him, a good pace for him. I think it's fine. I, I didn't think they were gonna send him, you know, to the to the bullpen. With you know, risk risking like extending his his innings pitch. I don't think that. I didn't think that was gonna happen, and I still don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, he is not a qualified pitcher. He doesn't have enough innings to qualify, but. If he did, he would be first among qualified pitchers in strikeouts per nine by a strikeout and a half. He's up to 13.66 strikeouts per nine, which is insane. He has a 40% ground ball rate, a 74% left on base rate. His nine, he has a 98.2 mile per hour average fastball velocity, so he's crushing it. His fastball, slider, and changeup all have a 201 batting average against or lower and an expected batting average of 210 or lower. So ridiculous. His fastball with a minute. So this is across the MLB, all pitchers throwing four seam fastballs with a minimum of 200 plate appearances where they've used the pitch. His batting average against is the 12th best in baseball. His expected batting average against his fastball is 11th best in baseball. He's got a 27% whiff rate, which is 6th best, a 24% put away, which is 3rd best. And then his slider, this is absurd. So slider with a minimum of 100 plate appearances, the batting average against that is 12th best in baseball. And the expected batting average is the best in baseball. He has a 53.2% whiff rate, which is second behind Edwin Diaz, and a 29% put away on his slider, which is 14th best in baseball. So incredible. Uh, I do think there is some regression coming for him. He, He has a 288 BABIP, which could be reasonable uh, for some pitchers, but he has a 22% line drive rate, which is pretty high, and a 6% home run to fly ball rate, which is pretty low. So he has a 2.67 ERA right now. Both FIP and XFIP and Sierra have him with an ERA in the 2.3s. I think you're looking long-term at like a low three ERA, which is still very, very good. So uh, best pitcher of last week, Spencer Strider. 
honorable mention, Zach Gallen was the only pitcher last week with two quality starts. He won both of his games, gave up no runs, struck out 14 and 14 innings. And Toronto closer Jordan Romano had three saves. All right, let's talk about some injuries and recoveries. Ouch, baby. Very ouch. So as far as injured players, there are a few and a few important ones. Uh, Boston pitcher Tanner Houck was moved to the 60-day IL. So he's done for the year, obviously. Uh, Justin Steele, Chicago starting pitcher, he's on the 15-day IL with back soreness. Chicago Cubs catcher Wilson Contreras, he hit the, the injured list with some ankle soreness. They backdated that, so he shouldn't be on there too, too long. Houston starting pitcher Justin Verlander has a calf strain. The team has said he's likely back. Uh, he should be back soon after he is eligible on September 13th. A recent one, New York Mets outfielder Starling Marte was hit by a pitch. He avoided structural damage, but the team is awaiting imaging results. Uh, so there's more updates to come. And Mets starting pitcher Max Scherzer, he had left side fatigue. And the team is saying he's likely back. He should be back when eligible on the 19th. I'm wondering if this is kind of like uh, a Kershaw arc that we're seeing with Scherzer, where, you know, Scherzer hasn't pitched a. He hasn't hit 200 innings since 2018. Kershaw hasn't done it since like 2016. Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm thinking that it's looking like age is finally catching up to Scherzer. Fatigue, injury, soft, soft tissue injuries, right? Uh, those things can can wear on you, and I, I'm I'm wondering if we have to build that in next season and and you know that's going to be a conversation when it comes draft time of is, is he a first two round target for you three rounds and then san diego infield outfield utility man brandon jury he suffered a concussion and he is on the seven day il but you know, keep in mind that concussions are unpredictable and he could be on there the minimum time and he could be on there for the rest of the season so as far as recoveries atlanta second baseman ozzy albies began his rehab assignment last week baltimore starting pitcher tyler wells should be activated today uh, boston starting pitcher nato valdi he threw a bullpen over the weekend so he's working his way back cincinnati starting pitcher hunter green he should make it back before the end of the season. He made another rehab start this week. Kansas City first baseman Vinny Pasquantino made a rehab start last weekend. Minnesota starting pitcher Bailey Ober, he made a rehab start as his second uh, earlier this week, so he should get a few games before the end of the season. Yankees starter Luis Severino, he is making his next rehab start today. I'm, I'm thinking probably one more. Uh, but this could be the last one. And fellow Yankees starter Nestor Cortez should be back Thursday, tomorrow. 
And our last two are Tampa players. Starting pitcher Tyler Glasnow, he is beginning his rehab assignment this week. And so he might get a start or two before uh, the end of the season. And then Tampa shortstop Wander Franco, quote unquote, felt something while swinging in a rehab game. I think he's played since then, but this has been a, a long recovery. And I understand, you know, the, the team is treating him with kid gloves, right? So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank on him giving you anything significant for the rest of the year. I, 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 I would not factor that into my decisions. And if you're in a redraft league and you need the IL spot and he's taken up an IL spot, I would consider letting him go. All right, let's get into some streamers. Am I streaming? Am I streaming? So the worst 10 teams in run differential, uh, we have a new leader. Uh, Pittsburgh has overtaken Washington. Washington's kind of had a string of wins with this ragtag uh, group of <laughs> like AAA players. And, you know, uh, it's, it's such a weird team uh, right now. But uh, Pittsburgh has overtaken Washington as the uh, worst in run differential. So Pittsburgh, Washington, Detroit, Oakland, Kansas City, Colorado, Cincinnati, Chicago Cubs, Miami, and LA Angels. Round out your top 10. As far as most strikeouts by a team, by their batters, the Angels are number one. Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, Detroit, Texas, Cincinnati, Miami, San Francisco, and Chicago Cubs. So a couple crossovers there. Pittsburgh, Detroit, Cincinnati, Chicago Cubs, Miami, and L.A. are good teams to pick on this week, and we are picking on a few. So here's a few who we are streaming over the next seven days. Uh, we're streaming Mets starter David Peterson at Miami on Saturday. The 10th, he is rostered in 18% of ESPN leagues. He also has Pittsburgh next Thursday, and Pittsburgh is bad versus lefties. Miami is terrible versus lefties. They have a 199 batting average against left-handed pitching, which is the worst in baseball. They also have the fewest walks versus lefties and are on the they're in the worst half of the league in strikeouts versus lefties. And when you look at David Peterson and what he does, this is a perfect matchup. 10 strikeouts per nine innings, 50% ground ball rate. And so he has a 3.32 ERA versus a 3.30 expected fit versus a 3.54 Sierra. I'm adding him for the playoff run. I'm adding him to my rosters and I'm planning on holding on to him. This he's he's he looks so good, and uh, I, you know I've been recommending him as a streamer. I think he should be rostered in a way more than eighteen percent of leagues. He's getting you wins. He's getting you quality starts. Plug him into your lineup. St. Louis starting pitcher Jose Quintana is at Pittsburgh on Sunday, the eleventh. 
He is rostered in 33% of ESPN leagues, so he's pretty available. Uh, Pittsburgh has a 222 average versus left-handed pitching. That's fourth worst in baseball. They also have the most strikeouts and the ninth fewest walks versus lefties. And if you look at Quintana's stats, his, his strikeout rate is down, but his walk rate, ground ball rate, and left on base rate are all above average, some of them well above average. And he's a really good option against the right teams, and Pittsburgh this week is the right team. And then I've been preaching this guy for the whole season. I still don't understand how he's not over 50%. I don't understand how he's not 100% rostered. White Sox starter Johnny Cueto is at Oakland on Sunday the 11th. He's available in more than 50% of ESPN leagues, 52%. He has a, uh, so Oakland has a 216 batting average against right-handed pitching. That's tied with Detroit for the worst. They have the 10th most strikeouts and the fourth fewest walks versus right-handed pitching, which plays into Johnny Cueto's skill set perfectly. He is walking two batters per nine innings. Uh, now, strikeouts-wise, he is at five and a half, which is very, very low. But, you know, that's not why you're rostering. You're rostering him because he gets you wins and he gets you quality starts. If you look at his BABIP, it is lower than usual, but he has made a dramatic decrease in his, the line drive rate he allows. The, the real risk to Cueto's ERA is his, an 8% home run to fly ball rate and an 80% left on base. And even that, I, I don't expect his ERA to regress significantly long-term. Uh, like the the rest of the season, even though his xFIP is four thirty seven and his Sierra is four four fifty one four point five one, there's no way that that happens. He's pitching too well, and even if his even if his line drive even if his home run to fly ball rate and his left on base rate even out a little bit, he's not going to jump from. 2.87 to mid fours. He's going to maybe go mid to high threes, which is still really valuable. So uh, Johnny Cueto at Oakland Sunday, pick him up, hold on to him. He should be uh, rostered across the board. On Monday, Houston starting pitcher, rookie Hunter Brown is at Detroit. He is rostered in 9% of ESPN leagues. Detroit has the worst average the third most strikeouts, and the fewest walks versus righties. He only has one start in the majors, but looking at what he's done in the minors, he has an 11, 11 strikeouts per nine, which, you know, you translate to you translate to the majors, it maybe looks like eight, uh, which is good. Uh, he has a mid-three walks per nine, and I think a mid-three ERA is pretty reasonable for him for the rest of the season in the majors. Uh, he averaged around a 75% left on base rate and 50% ground ball rate in the minors. And even if you, even if you adjust for major league play, you're still looking at, a, a, a at least a league average pitcher. 
uh, and in this matchup against Detroit, very valuable. Texas starter Glenn Otto has Miami on Monday, the 12th. He is rostered in 2% of ESPN leagues, and Miami is the ninth worst team in average against righties. They have the seventh most strikeouts versus righties, and Otto has a 7.2 strikeouts per nine. He is a walk risk. His walk rate is over four batters per nine innings. Not very good, but 70% left on base, 45% ground ball rate. Pretty good. Uh, he's. I, I would worry about regression long term, but this is too good of a matchup to pass up for me. And he is widely available. Philly starter Bailey Falter has Miami on Tuesday, the 13th. He is rostered in 12% of ESPN leagues. I'm not going to go back over how bad Miami is at le- against lefties, uh, but that is good for Bailey Falter, who is a lefty. He has 8.16 strikeouts per nine. He is only walking two batters per nine innings. Very good uh, and plays right into uh, Miami's uh, weaknesses. He, I, I think he has regression coming. Uh, he has a very low BABIP and an 80% left on base rate, but there's some balance to how far he will regress with a higher than normal home run to fly ball rate. But good start here. Could hang on to him once you see what his next matchup is, uh, but uh, probably just a, a streamer here. And then Cincinnati starter Mike Miner has Pittsburgh on at home. On Tuesday the 13th, he is rostered in 5% of ESPN leagues. I, I know he's not looking good this year, but Pittsburgh is real bad versus lefties. He is a higher walk risk than Jose Quintana, and he has fewer ground balls, but he does have a 70% left on base rate, and his home run to fly ball rate is way too high, so I think there is definitely some positive regression coming to his ERA. So. Good matchup for Mike Miner on Tuesday. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back to go over some of my favorite under-the-radar pickups for your playoff run right after a word from our sponsor. I lift things up and put them down. All right, so we're talking pickups for the playoff run, and many many of you are uh, in playoffs right now or in consolation brackets. Uh, I'm in one of each right now. Uh, but here I want to go over a few players that are out there that you should be adding for your playoff run. And and we kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago, how if you're playing for playoffs, especially if you're in redraft leagues, like if you have a guy that's not performing, you got, you just got to like cut ties. Um, and if you're in if you're in keeper leagues, basically, or dynasty, anybody that you're not keeping is on the table to be cut, right? For a for a hot bat or a hot arm. And so, my first recommendation here of a player you have to pick up, you need to find room for on your team, is Washington first base outfielder Joey Meneses. I don't know how you say his name, Meneses, Meneses, uh, who is. rostered in ESPN. Uh, His roster ship has gone way up 
in the last weeks because of how well he's doing. And just to kind of give you a little overview, right? He has 128 plate appearances. And in those 128 plate appearances, he has a 91 mile per hour average exit velocity, a 10.3% barrel rate, 45%, 45 45.4% hard hit rate, and a 344 batting average. And that barrel rate and hard hit rate are both well above average and in the range where I really, really want that. So his barrel rate matches exactly with heavy hitters like CJ Crone, Wilson Contreras, Bo Bichette, who just went off uh, earlier in the week, Manny Machado. Right? He, he has the same barrel rate as these guys. He, that's 15th best among outfielders. It's 12th best among first basemen uh, that are qualified. And of course, Manessis isn't qualified. Uh, his hard hit rate, 45.4%, is just below Dansby Swanson and Alejandro Kirk, who are having breakout seasons of their own. So this is one of those things that I'm buying. Like We're seeing this happen with with other players this season, uh, this, this sort of, you know, breakout year, thanks to uh, the way they're hitting the ball. Uh, and we're seeing it with Manassi's. He has he 91 mile per hour average exit velocity, right? It's better than Manny Machado, Ronald Acuna, Paul Goldschmidt, and Juan Soto. And perhaps the most important thing is that Manassi's has opportunity. And opportunity is king in in fantasy. And so he has to be on your radar for for players to add. Uh, Another one that I really like that's kind of off the radar is Arizona outfielder Jake McCarthy, who is 29% rostered in ESPN. He's not going to wow you with hard contact, so I'm not going to rattle those off. But he's doing other things good. He has lots of line drives, which which, you know, he has a higher BABIP, uh, but I buy it, you know. Uh, he has a 291 batting average, which is really good, uh, way, way above average, and a 75.8% con- contact rate, which is also very, very good. Uh, so Jake McCarthy, if you need outfield, he should be on your radar. And then another outfielder is Cincinnati outfielder Jake Fraley, who is uh, 7% rostered in ESPN. So he's even more available. A few things about him. He has improved his strikeout rate, barrel rate, contact rate, and swinging strike rate this season from last season. His barrel rate is still not great, but his contact and swinging strike rates are the best of his career. Uh, that has resulted in a batting average increase up to 242. He has a low BABIP with a 21% line drive rate. So that, that I expect the average to go up. His expected batting average is higher than his actual average. And I think that is reasonable. So Jake Fraley, another one that I would consider uh, a few just kind of like rapid fire names. If you need cheap steals, you got Bubba Thompson, TJ Friedel, Sam Haggerty, Leody Tavares, uh, all widely available that can get you steals. Uh, cheap power, 
if you're looking for some some home runs, runs in RBI, Albert Pujols, widely available. Daniel Vogelbach, widely available. As far as pitchers, uh, who I would be trying to make room for on my team, one is Chicago Cubs starter Drew Smiley. That's right, I said it. Drew Smiley, uh, who's 9% rostered in ESPN. So 7.5 strikeouts per nine, not exactly wowing you, but he does a lot of other things really good. 2.2 walks per nine, 78.6% left on base rate, uh, very close to a 40% ground ball rate. He has a 285 BABIP versus a 291 BABIP for his career, but... He's gotten his line drive rate down to 16.9%, which is the lowest of his career. And he's got a 12% home run to fly ball rate, which is at like the tippy top of league average. So when you look at his XFIP in Sierra and you see that it's in the fours, I do not buy that at all. I, I totally disagree with that. I think this is a low to mid three ERA pitcher with, uh, you know, a uh, 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 quality starts wins like that's all on the table rest of season and nobody's adding him uh he costs you nothing and he can seriously help you out with ratios uh and and you know he doesn't walk anybody uh, you're gonna you're gonna improve your whip immediately by adding him to your team then another one for you is Detroit starting pitcher Matt Manning, who is 9% rostered in ESPN. He was a high strikeout guy in the minors, but it hasn't panned out that way in in the majors yet. He has a 7.1 strikeouts per nine, but he's another player that's uh, doing well uh, in other areas. That strikeout per nine rate, as well as the he has a 2.6 walks per nine rate, 76 uh, almost 77% left on base rate. All of those are career bests. Uh, this is a guy who I would try to roster and try to keep on my team. Uh, I might not play him in every matchup. Like I wouldn't play him against the Yankees or something like that. But in the right matchups, I think he could be really solid and uh, get you wins, get you quality starts. Uh, and maybe we see that strikeout rate jump up in in the last few weeks here but uh he's a guy to keep on your radar for sure and just to kind of round things out a few more rapid fire uh pitchers if you need cheap strikeouts justin Steele's on the il right now if he makes it back a great target to get you strikeouts jt brubaker uh, alex cobb dane dunning george kirby i don't know how he's not more rostered same for reed detmers uh, I, I would look for uh, any of those guys to help get you strikeouts. You may end up with a little higher ERA, a little higher whip, but uh, if strikeouts are what you need, there you go. Uh, uh, here's a couple pitchers that go deep into games. If you're in a quality starts league or if you need wins, Cole Irvin, Jordan Lyles, Chris Flexen, although he's being used a bit as a reliever, now, uh, uh, Dakota Hudson, Jose Quintana, Johnny Cueto, we mentioned in, uh, in our streamer section. 
And then a couple players who can get you some cheap saves, Tanner Scott, Kyle Finnegan, Ian Kennedy. They're all out there. Pick them up. Also, if you listen this far, this was our 99th episode, which means our next episode will be our 100th. So in our 100th episode, at the very end, I will give you directions on how to win either a t-shirt or a mug. You get to choose. Uh, I'll give, uh, there will be three winners. So make sure to listen all the way through uh, next week to our next episode, our 100th episode, to find out how you can win.